Welcome to the weekly message from Rama Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rhema.org.au. Speak the word. Amen and amen and amen. You may be seated. Miss Lynette, would you stand please? This is the lady that keeps everything going and has been and has been keeping me going for 53 years. She's put up with me for 53 years. <laughs> Dave Monquist over here, he's a Raymond grad, and he worked for American Airlines for 30 years, I think it was, and just took an early retirement and opened his own aircraft maintenance shop. And he and Lyle Becknell is also from Raymond. He's still 32 or three years, he's still working at American, but they take care of the aircraft, and I really appreciate it because I know when I get up there that it's, it's fixed right. <laughs> And of course, Phil, he told you he's been around forever. And then Andrew Wolf, the young man here, he's a Rama grad and he's been with us uh, three years now. How many? Five years? <laughs> Has it been that long, Andrew? My goodness, time flies, doesn't it? Now these two guys, forget about them because they're going to be everywhere. I don't, they don't bother me, so they shouldn't bother you. My name's Kenneth Hagin, and what you see is what you get. Thank God it doesn't get any worse. <laughs> I'm the other Kenneth Hagin. There was one, one that is in glory now, and then I'm the other Kenneth Hagin. And then I have one grandson named Blake Kenneth Hagin, so uh, I guess he'll be the third one around. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> you know, uh, my dad, Kenneth E. Hagin, I'm Kenneth W., he... Uh, he said, after you get born again, several of the most important things you can learn if you're going to be a success in, in your Christian life is how to walk by faith, how to listen to your heart, and how to walk in love. Those were the, probably the three main things. Actually, everybody used to talk about, you know, about faith, but actually... He probably was stronger in being led by the Spirit and walking in love than he was on faith. But you know, uh, Proverbs 20, 27 says, The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inward depths of the heart. We, if we're going to be a success, we have to learn to how to listen to our heart. Now, you know, <laughs> when I'm referring to the heart, I'm not talking about this muscle that pumps blood through our body. I mean, we say this in America, uh, I mean that from the bottom of my heart, or that person has heart. Y'all ever heard that, those statements, you know? And we understand that these phrases are not referring to our human heart. In fact, in the Bible, there's 830 references to, the man, to man's heart in the Bible, or using the word man there, mankind. And very few of these refer, refer to our heart. 
And uh, if you look in 2 Corinthians 4.16, 2 Corinthians 4.16, it says, Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. And then if you go to 1 Peter 3.4, Peter says there, Rather let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. So what I want to talk to you about today is following the inward witness. Actually, this is uh, part of my book, Listen to Your Heart. It's a, it's a book I did a, a several sessions two, several years ago. But uh, listening to your heart or your spirit on the inside will keep you out of trouble. It'll help you to know when to do something and when not to do something. You know, I learned this as a teenager. I was born one Sunday morning and I was in church the next Sunday morning with my dad as the pastor. And I've been in church all my life. I learned this from him as, 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 a, as, a, as a child, a teenager. I remember one night we were cruising around when I was a teenager, a bunch of the guys, we were all together cruising around at, in town, the way we used to do it back then in the 50s. And uh, one of the guys said, hey, let's go over to such and such a town and let's see what we can stir up over there. Well, they started that direction and immediately something on the inside of me said, no, no, no. And I told them, stop the car, I want it out. And they, you know, they laughed at me, ridiculed me, and called me yellow and all that kind of stuff. And, of course, I am a very competitive person. I said, well, you won't find out how yellow I am. Stop the car and come on outside here, and I'll show you how yellow I am. But I said, I'm not going over there. You guys are going to get in trouble. And they all laughed at me, but I finally made them stop the car. I got out by the time we were outside of town. And I, I got out, and I started walking back to town. And one of my other buddies come by, and he had been somewhere, and he said, what are you doing out here? And I told him, and he said, they're going to get in trouble. And sure enough, the next day, I found out that all of them had been arrested, and their parents had to go over the next day and get them out of jail. But you see, I listened to the inside of me. Not my buddies calling me all kinds of names and everything else. And I told them, you know, I... I <laughs> I said, I don't care what you say. I'm not going over there. You guys are going to get in trouble because of the inward witness on the inside. You see, 2 Corinthians 6, 16 says that, and what union can there be between God's temple and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will live in them. I will walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. We as believers are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And uh, we need to learn this amazing truth. And we need to re learn to respond to our circumstances and our situations that rise in our daily life from on the inside, not from on the outside. You know, a lot of times people think, oh, some prophet's going to give me a word some spectacular, supernatural, something's going to happen. No, that's not the way God usually guides people. I mean, it happens occasionally. But the normal way that God leads his people is through the inward witness on the inside of you. 
you know, I, now somebody may give you a word that confirms what you're already feeling on the inside. But the number one way that God leads us is the witness, the witness on the inside. Some people call it an inward intuition. Some people call it an inward knowing. I call it the Holy Spirit talking to me. That's what I call it. You know, you need to learn to listen on the inside. Now, uh, many believers are always looking for somebody to give them the answer and tell them something. You need to be conscious of the Holy Spirit on the inside and because he will lead you and guide you. And actually, you need to be more conscious of the Spirit on the inside of you than you anything else. See, when you're conscious of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, then you are receptive to hear what the Spirit is saying. Sometimes we get so taken up with everything around us and all of the outside forces that we listen more to them than we do to our inward spirit on the inside. You know, I have noticed over the years, I've been preaching for 59 years, and of course I grew up in the church, I've noticed that many times young Christians that just got born again uh, would come to me and they'd say, you know, I went to that meeting last night and uh, there was something wasn't right. And I said, what are you talking about? And they said, well, you know, the, the, something that he was saying, something on the inside of me said, no, 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 no. And uh, what they, they, you know, they, had, they hadn't been born again long enough to know and hadn't been trained and didn't know that that was their own spirit speaking to them. But they, they, they picked up on that. Yet for many, I've, I've had mature Christians that went to the same meeting and they come back and said, well, you know, oh man, that was something else. And, and you know, even though the minister's preaching the wrong doctrine, you see, if they had listened to the spirit on the inside of them, they wouldn't have swallowed it hook, line, and sinker. Now, what happens is that it, because it's coming from some well-known speaker, they say, well, you know, I mean, that's coming from him. It's got to be right. Not necessarily. Paul said in, in Corinthians, he said, if myself or anybody else comes teaching another doctor, count it accursed. You see, many times we get so taken up with who somebody is that we fail to stop to see if, what our spirit is saying. I know many times my wife will say to me, you know, uh, we interview somebody for a position and she'll say, everything seems so right. Everything is in order, but there's something on the inside saying, no, 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 no. You know, that's when you have to know what the Spirit's saying. Because it, it may look right, taste right, feel right, and so forth and so on. But if the Spirit is leading you another direction, then you need to listen to what the Spirit is trying to tell you. See, God has designed us that have received 
him as heavenly father through the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. He had designed us to follow the leading of the Spirit on the inside of us. Romans 8, 14. Romans 8, 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Or another trans better translation, maybe children of God. Now drop down to verse 16. And, and it says, The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Every believer has the responsibility to become sensitive to the inward spirit on the inside of you. That would, should be a responsibility that each of us do. See, he wants to guide us both in spiritual areas and natural areas. Now, many people, they, they don't have any trouble. Oh, yeah, spiritually, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when it comes to natural things, they don't listen. But he wants to help us in everything that we do. He wants to help us with our relationships. He wants to help us with our finances, with our thoughts, with everything that we do. When we have a decisions to make, we need to listen to the Holy Spirit on the inside because he knows more about a situation than we do. You know, check with the Holy Spirit before you make a decision. Some people say, well, I, I pray about major decisions. No, you need to pray about minor decisions, middle-of-the-road decisions, and major decisions. You need, to just, uh, you need to pray about all decisions. God wants to guide you and keep you out of trouble and give you a success. Whatever, whatever it is, no matter whether it's a big or small, we need to learn how to follow the Spirit on the inside. See, don't limit God just by seeking him on major issues. We limit, we limit his guidance. Sometimes, oh, well, that's just a minor thing. That's not big enough for God to be concerned about. God is concerned about the minute thing in your life. You know, many people laugh at me, but... Many times I'm in a hurry, I've got things to do, I've got appointments, I've got all kinds of things, and I got them run some errands and go to the shopping center, and I pull in there and I say, thank you, Lord, for a good parking place, close to the store. Now, many people say, oh, he's not concerned about that. But you know what? He is, too. And... I, I circle around maybe a couple of times and in my head I say, oh, just go ahead and park. You know, that's not going to, I said, don't worry. I'm not going to listen to you. God's going to give me a parking place. And I come by one more time and right there it is, right by the store. You know, he is interested in our personal life. Not just our spiritual life, our personal life. He's interested in your job. He's interested in, if you're in ministry, he's interested in ministry. You know, there, I have a friend that never went to college. Right out of high school, he went to work for a, a big company in Texas called Texas Instruments. It's a huge conglomerate. So I see some of you shaking your head. You've heard of Texas Instruments. Uh, they make all kinds of things. And he went to work for them and he worked his way up into, you know, leadership and so forth. But a job opening came open that uh, called for 
someone with a college education. And he applied for the job. And his friends and people laughed at him. They said, oh, you never get that. You, you never been to college. You, got, you started working here right out of high school. You've worked your way up. to You're as high as you can get. You can't go any higher. But you know what? He did. He, became, he got the job. Even though he did not have the college education or the qualifications that they had. But the main boss said, I believe he can do it. And he had enough uh, intestinal fortitude. Where I come from in Texas, you call it guts. <laughs> to apply for the job, even though in the natural he wasn't qualified. And he got the job. But you see, if he hadn't listened and applied, he would have never been in that position. See, just because you may not, if you listen to your spirit, just because you're not qualified doesn't mean you can't get that position. God, you know, when it's impossible with man, it's possible with God, Luke 18, 27 says. You know, the Holy Spirit wants to use you in every way, in helping others. Listen to the Holy Spirit to help others sometimes. You know, uh, one, one, one of our Rama guys was working at a shop while he was a student, and he worked at an auto body shop right there close to the campus. And uh, so late one night, he, because he, he didn't go to work till like, uh, you know, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, he'd work till 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night. And uh, because the, the guy that owned the body shop, he also was a, was a Raymond grad, and now he had to, he's, in, he's in there. Somebody said, well, he went to Bible school, and how come he's not in ministry? Hey, just because you go to Bible school doesn't, need, doesn't mean that you're going to be in a pulpit ministry. God needs you to minister in every area of life. We need, we, we need minister, and every, I got another sermon I call every person a minister. Everybody's a minister, whether you ever stand up here or not. In fact, some of you on your job can minister to more people than the preacher will ever have an opportunity to minister to. I do that at home. My grandson drives uh, sprint cars uh, with the wing on the top of them, sprint cars. In fact, he's racing tonight. Uh, <laughs> I'm hoping to get some reports from him, you know. But I go out there, and uh, and everybody calls me pastor, and they come to me. I've prayed for people to to get healed. I've been able to counsel uh, several of well, three that I know I've counseled, save their marriage. I've married people. I've buried their their fathers because they didn't. They don't have a minister not going to church, and I'm. That's my, that's my ministry outside this pulpit right here, you know. I'm, and I don't do it as much now. I just go and watch and, and I'm there. But I used to work on the car and I'd be, have grease on my hands and my, my clothes would be dirt, dirty from laying on the ground and looking underneath the car. And some would say, Pastor, Pastor. And they'd call me in, their, in the race trailer and they'd tell me what their problem was and I'd pray with them and give them, next time I'd bring them some books and I'd talk to them. But you see, we, you can, min I don't, and one guy said to me, he said, you know, Pastor, you know why we all like you out here? Because you don't push it down our throat, but you live it in front of us. And you're more, you, you do more preaching with the way you're living in front of us 
than you ever do preaching from the pulpit. So you can be a minister wherever you're at. I just now that one in the notes, so I just put that in there. Okay, that's free of charge there. <laughs> but I, I got onto that by you can be a help to somebody. This Rama student there, he he was working late, late, and the Holy Spirit on the inside and said, "Close the shop and leave now." So he 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 just cl- turned out the lights and locked the door. And as he was locking the door, he thought he heard a moan, and he listened. He didn't hear it, so he went to went to his car. Just as he got in his car, he heard another groan, and he said, "There's somebody." And he started looking around. And he looked across the street, and there was a little dim light laying on the ground. So he walked over there, and sure enough, there was a motorcycle laying there, and the man had wrecked the motorcycle and was laying there, and he was unconscious. So immediately, he prayed for him, and then he turned and ran back in the shop and called for help, and then went back and laid his hands on him and continued to pray for him until... They, uh, they, the helpers got there. Now, what he didn't know, because the man, the man had no identification on him whatsoever, and uh, so uh, later he found out that it was a fellow Rama student that had been driving down that, and that, that if you come down that street, and Tony Patsy know about it, you come down there, and our, ball, our softball fields are here, and go around that corner, and he had missed that corner and hit and wrecked the motorcycle. Found out later he, he was, it was a Rama student. And uh, the, the doctor said that it, is, it, it's, it was a miracle that, he's, that he lived. But now if he hadn't listened to the inward spirit and closed that shop when the spirit said, and went outside, that person probably would have died right there on the street because it's one of those streets that after, after about 6, 7 o'clock at night, nobody goes down, nobody because it's more of an industrial area and nobody goes down in there. You see, that's, that's how the Holy Spirit can help you to listen, listen to your spirit and help other people. It, it's important to be led by the Holy Spirit in, in all matters. Doesn't matter what it is. You know, I was preaching at a minister's conference oh, many years back now, and uh, I, I heard the Spirit of God on the inside said, give, that, give such a person, give them, a, give them a $100. Well, that's all I had in my pocket. I didn't have any more money at all. That was it. And I knew this person, and I knew who they were, and... I said, well, Lord, they don't need anything. And, then, and, and well, actually, I said it to myself. I didn't say, Lord. I said, oh, that's just me. They don't need anything. That's just me. And, and inside, again, I heard, give them $100. So I reached in my pocket, and I got it. And, and I was, they were praising the Lord, and I was able to slip it in their shirt pocket without, me, without them even knowing <laughs> that I did it. And I was talking to a friend, another pastor friend of mine, uh, a couple weeks later, and he said, you know, such and such, I said, yeah. They said, you know, while he was praising the Lord, somebody put a $100 bill in his pocket, and that's exactly what he needed 
to make a major payment on, on uh, some, something that he had bought, a house or a car or something, and that's exactly how much he needed. He was short on it, and if he didn't pay by uh, the next day, I believe it was, then they were going to take it back. And uh, so, but see, I listened to the Spirit. I didn't think he needed it. He didn't act like he needed it. He hadn't told anybody he needed it. In fact, that's what this man said that was talking to me. He said he hadn't told a soul that he needed $100. Well, you see, that's listening to the Spirit on the inside of you. That's to help others. But the Spirit is there to help you also. He, he wants you to help others, but he's there to help you, give you. You know, there is a businessman that I know that uh, he, had, he had said that he had never lost a penny on investments. And so he, he started out, he was very, he didn't have anything, hardly. But he began to invest and he said, he, he, his story went that he always listened to the, to the Spirit on the inside. He would go and he would, uh, he, he would pray and ask the Lord. And he said, he never made an investment, even if it looked like it was the sure thing, it could not fail. If the Holy Spirit said no, and his other friends would laugh at him and say, man, you missed it this time. We're going to make a killing and you're not going to make anything because you won't invest. They lost everything. He didn't lose anything because he followed the leading on the inside. And yet he said on other deals, the Holy Spirit would tell him to go ahead and, the, and they would laugh at him and say, man, I wouldn't invest that. They didn't invest. And he, he said, I've never lost a dollar on an investment by listening at the Holy Spirit on the inside. See, God's interested in our, in our business. He's interested in our personal lives. We need to learn how to listen to the Holy Spirit. I know many times I will be driving home and I normally from the office and the school and I go home the same way every day. But I don't just, what, a couple, three, four, five weeks ago now, I think. We, we many times we go on boat, we don't ride together because she has an appointment here and I got an appointment over here, so we go ride in different cars. We go when we can, we go together, but most of the time she's going one direction, I'm going the other direction. Sometimes she teaches early and I teach later, and, and, and sometimes she has early appointments and I don't, so we, you know, so we were going home. She was in, fr uh, she was in front of me, and my phone rang, and she said, "I don't know why, but inside I feel like we, I, I'm, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going home that way. I'm gonna go another way. Something on the inside of me says don't do it." I said, "Well, if you're not going that way, I, I'm going. I'm gonna follow you." So I turned too. Instead of going straight, I turned left and followed her. Now, did anything happen? Not that I know of, but it could have because of the Spirit on the inside. I mean, it's been a while back now, but uh, Tony Patsy would know where this is, uh, just across the railroad tracks and down there at that, at that signal line. 
by the Walmart down there. Uh, now, she's coming down 71st Street, and, you know, and Aspen's going across the other way. And uh, the light is green. So, you know, normally you don't slow down as you're coming up to a green light. You know, I mean, it says go. But, but something on the inside of her told her, said, slow down. So she slowed down. And just as she got in, now her light was green, just as she got in the intersection, here come a car, ran the red light on the other side, doing about 90 miles an hour. I don't know how fast that is in y'all's kilometers. And it went by just barely missing the nose of her car. If she had been going her regular speed and hadn't slowed down, it would hit her right in the driver's side. You say, oh, well. Hey, no, that's the Spirit on the inside protecting you. Sometimes the Spirit says some things and we override it. I know a pastor, a pastor friend of my dad, they're both gone to glory now. He's gone to glory. He had three major car wrecks and the last one almost killed his wife. And then dad was preaching for him and he was preaching what I'm preaching right now. That's where I got it from. <laughs> It's all right. I, somebody said, well, you're plagiarizing. No, I'm not, because my name's Kenneth Hagin, and Kenneth Hagin is the one that did it. So I'm not plagiarizing. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and he said, you know, he said, if I would have listened to my heart every time I had a check, but I said, oh, I got to get there, and we're going, I'm going to go, I got, it's, that's just me, that's just my thinking. And actually, it was the Holy Spirit trying to, you know, see. Now, I, I'm trying to see here, you need to learn how to listen to the person on the inside. Somebody said, well, you know, I did that one time and nothing happened. Well, praise God, nothing happened. Maybe it would have if you hadn't. You know, so many times people, uh, they they get to where they pay more attention to their mind than they do to the spirit on the inside. Now let me give you, a, let me close this thing. I don't know what time I'm supposed to be done, so I'll just close. <laughs> let me give you uh, some, some keys here. Number one, if you make a decision against natural wisdom, be absolutely sure that that's what God told you to do. You know, there's many times that I have seen people, they want to do something so bad, especially when it comes to ministry, that they say, oh, God said, told me to do it. God told me to do it. And they go out and it flops like it, because really it was their own head and not the Spirit of God. You can't just do something and hoping that uh, the Lord's in it, you know. Many people get their own plan and own idea and ask, Lord, ask God to bless their plan instead of stopping and getting God's plan. That's the plan he's going to bless, not your plan. I've seen even ministers do this and, and just override, and you talk to them later, and they're all bitter and everything, in this, but, and, and, and they're accusing God of failing them. But when you get out and really begin to talk to them, they finally come out, well, I really felt like I shouldn't have done that in the first place. See, they overrode 
the Spirit on the inside. Now, most often, you will receive from the Lord when you're quiet. The guidance you may need will, may come when you least expect it. I know uh, we used to, when the kids were teenagers, we would go out in western Oklahoma to a little place called Little Sahara, about 1,400 acres of sand dunes, and ride our three-wheelers and our four-wheelers. And uh, I, many times I would just be out, there, be out there riding by myself, and I'd stop on top of a sand dune and just sort of lay back on my, on my four-wheeler there and just looking up into the sky not really thinking about anything, just looking up, thinking about how great God is, and not thinking about something that I've been praying about, and all of a sudden, as I'm just quiet there, up on there, really sort of about half dozing, enjoying the cool breeze that's blowing on me, you know, and, and all of a sudden, it just starts coming to me, choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo. This is, what needs, this is what you need to do. You know, well, you see, I wasn't even thinking about that. I'm quiet. See, sometimes our minds are so filled and with clutter and this has got to be done, this has got to get done, this has got to get done, until we really can't hear the Holy Spirit trying to come up to speak to us. So it's when you get quiet. You know, no matter... <laughs> about don't do anything until you're sure. And number three, don't measure your success by comparing yourself to what somebody else is accomplishing. You see, the Lord doesn't measure your success by comparing what you, your, your peers are doing. He, he measures you as successful when you follow him and do what he tells you to do. Not, not, what, not what somebody else says do. Hey, you know, I have had a lot of my, a lot of my ministry friends from Bible school say, hey, you know, why, why are you doing that? Why? I said, because that's what God told me to do. Well, I don't see it. I, you, you ought to be doing what I'm doing, then you'll be more successful. I said, well, as far as I'm concerned, I'm successful. You see, your success in your personal life, in your whatever, is, depends on are you following God on what he said, where he wants you. He's not going to judge you just because your friend is doing this and seemingly in the natural is more successful than you are. And yet they may not be as as, as God sees it, they may not be as successful as you are because you're where God told you to be doing what God told you to do, no matter what. I mean, you know, when I was associate pastor for my father-in-law for six years, some of my buddies said, well, you ought to be, what are you doing there working for him? You ought to be out there, you ought to have your own church, pastor your own church. I said, no, that's not what God told me to do. Then I left there and I went and worked for 31 years behind the scenes behind, with my dad. For many years, I was introduced in preachers' conferences and different things as 
as V.E. Tipson's son, son-in-law, or Kenneth E. Hagin's son. That was my introduction. But I was doing what God told me to do. But when it was time to step in 1985, when I started Raymond Bible Church, and I, I mean, I started the schools. Dad said, we're going to do it, and then he told me to do it, and so I did it. Everybody said he started it. All he ever did to start it was say, we're going to do it. <laughs> and I, I did it with Lynette's help. And, you know, uh, so in 85, when I started the church, then all of a sudden, I started getting introduced on my own accord. But you see, how many times during those years did I have an opportunity to go and to get out of what God was where God had me? Many, many times. I mean, I had churches offered to me. I had different positions offered to me. And I said, no, that's not what God wants. I'm staying here. Was it easy? No, it wasn't easy. But I, I worked in the background and did what I needed to do. But, we're, but Rain was where it is today because I was willing to stay and listen to the Spirit on the inside of me and tell me what to do. And the last time, you see, in 1980, God said to me, I preached a message called How to Make the Dream God Give You Come True. It's in a book. And I said, we're going to have Ramos all over the world. Well, I tried to make it happen. See, I tried to do it. And they all messed up. But when I followed the leading of the Holy Spirit on the inside, now everything goes right. Hello. You know. See, don't you try to do it. Let the Holy Spirit do it. All right? In every situation in life, learn to respond from your heart instead of your head and your physical senses. And he will faithfully guide you in every area of your life when you learn how to follow that still more small voice right down there on the inside. Heavenly Father, talk to these people for a few minutes, trying to encourage them to learn how to listen to their heart, listen to your voice. I thank you, Lord, that you would minister to each and every one. May they take the part of this message that was needed for their lives and make the adjustments so that they can be more successful in their Christian life with you. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed, I never like to do a sermon that I don't give an opportunity for somebody to find Jesus or somebody to rededicate their life to God. You know, you, need, you can't listen to the Spirit of God if you don't know Him. So if you're in this place today and you do not know Jesus Christ, your personal Savior, or you know what it is to serve God, but you, you, have, you, you, just not where, you know you're not where you need to be and you need to rededicate your life. Anybody, let me see your hand. I want to pray with you and I want to pray for you like I said I would. Right now, anybody. Well, praise the Lord. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. We're always encouraged to hear how God is using this ministry to change lives. If you have a story you would like to share about how God is working in your life, please let us know and send us an email at church at If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at raymond.org.au.